welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Chip. That was really good. Yeah, Chip and Erica reading through the Bible. <laughs> 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 well, at least Erica's actually a name, Chip. She's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. All right. Here we are, going through Deuteronomy. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Second, fun. The second law. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. It does. Hey, so yesterday we talked about actually occupying the land, inhabiting the land. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to move forward Good. with the rest of this longest last words ever yeah as moses bides time trying to delay going up that mountain yeah yeah eric i have a suggestion today okay instead of reading section to section let's do paragraph to paragraph today. oh boy like we did last year yeah let's like really keep them thinking it's gonna be today. rapid fire it's gonna be really good okay and we gotta be like tomorrow on let's just do word to word that's a great idea yeah yeah Okay, can't wait. All right. Okay. Start us off. Okay. Remember and never forget how angry you made the Lord your God Mm. out in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt until now, you have been constantly rebelling against him. Even at Mount Sinai, you made the Lord so angry who's ready to destroy you. This happened when I was on the mountain receiving the tablets of stone inscribed with the the words of the covenant that the Lord had made with you. I was there for 40 days and 40 nights. And all that time I had no food and drank no water. The Lord gave me the two tablets on which God had written with his own finger all the words he had spoken to you from the heart of the fire when you were assembled at the mountain. At the end of the forty days and nights, the Lord handed me two stone tablets inscribed with the words of the covenant. Then the Lord said to me, Get up, go down immediately, for the young people you brought out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. The young people, it doesn't say young people, for the people you brought out of Egypt. have corrupted themselves how quickly they have turned away from the way i commanded them to live they have melted gold and made an idol for themselves your biases are showing my eyes are these young people playing tricks the lord also said to me i have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are people of all ages leave me alone so I may destroy them and erase their name from under heaven. Then I will make a mighty nation out of your descendants, a nation larger and more powerful than they are. So while the mountain was blazing with fire, I turned and came down, holding in my hands a two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. There below me, I could see that you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had melted gold and made a calf uh, idol for yourselves. How quickly you had turned away from the path the Lord had commanded you to follow. So I took the stone tablets and threw them to the ground, smashing them before your eyes. Then, as before, I threw myself down before the Lord for 40 days and nights. I ate no bread and drank no water because of the great sin you had committed by doing what the Lord hated, provoking him to anger. I feared that the furious anger of the Lord, which turned him against you, would drive him to destroy you. But again, he listened to me. The Lord was so angry with Aaron that he wanted to destroy him too. But I prayed for Aaron and the Lord spared him. I took your sin. The calf you had made, and melted it, down, and I melted it down in the fire and ground it into fine dust. Then I threw the dust in the stream that flows down the mountain. You also made the Lord angry at Taberah, Masa, and Kibroth Hatavah, and at Kadesh Barnea. The Lord sent you out with this command: Go up, take over the land I've given you. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to put your trust in Him or obey Him. Yes. 
You have been rebelling against the Lord as long as I've known you. That is why I threw myself down before the Lord for 40 days and nights. For the Lord said he would destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, do not destroy them. They are your own people. They are your special possession, whom you redeemed from Egypt by your mighty power and your strong hand. Please overlook the stubbornness and the awful sin of these people. And remember instead your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If you destroy these people, the Egyptians will say, The Israelites died because the Lord wasn't able to bring them into the land he promised to give them. Or they might say, He destroyed them because he hated them. He deliberately took them into the wilderness to slaughter them. But they are your people and your special possession, whom you brought out of Egypt by your great strength and powerful arm. At that time, the Lord said to me, chisel, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. Also make a wooden ark, a sacred chest to store them in. Come up to me in the mountain and I will write on the tablets the same words that were on the ones you smashed. Then place the tablets in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood and cut two stone tablets like the first two. Then I went up the mountain with the tablets in my hand. Once again, the Lord wrote the Ten Commandments on the tablets and gave them to me. They were the same words the Lord had spoken to you from the heart of the fire on the day you were assembled at the foot of the mountain. Then I turned and came down the mountain and placed the tablets in the ark of the covenant, which I had made, just as the Lord commanded me. And the tablets are still in the ark. The people of Israel set out from the wells of the people of Jacan and traveled to Maserah, where Aaron died and he was buried. His son Eleazar ministered as high priest in his place. Then they journeyed to Gadgoga and from there to Jotbatha, a land with many brooks and streams. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the ark of the Lord's covenant and to stand before the Lord as his ministers and to pronounce blessings in his name. There are the duties to this day. That is why the Levites have no share of property or possession of land among the other Israelite tribes. The Lord himself is their special possession, as the Lord your God told them. As for me, I stayed on the mountain in the Lord's presence for 40 days and nights as I had done the first time. And once again, the Lord listened to my pleas and agreed not to destroy you. Then the Lord said to me, get up and resume the journey and lead the people to the land I swore to give their ancestors so they may take possession of it. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him and love him and serve him with all of your heart and soul. And you must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees I'm giving you today for your own good. Look, the highest heavens and the earth and everything in it all belongs to the Lord your God. Yet, the Lord chose your ancestors as the objects of his love, and he chose you, their descendants, above all other nations, as is evident today. Therefore, change your hearts and stop being stubborn. For the Lord your God is a God of gods and the Lord of lords. He is the great God and the mighty and awesome God, who shows no partiality and cannot be bribed. He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. He shows love to the foreigners living among you and gives them food and clothing. So you, too, must show love to foreigners, for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and worship him and cling to him. Your oaths must be in his name alone. He alone is your God, the only one who is worthy of your praise, the one who has done these mighty miracles that you've seen with your own eyes. When your ancestors went down into Egypt, they were the only 70 of them. But now... The Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the sky. You must love the Lord your God and always obey his requirements, decrees, regulations, and commands. Keep in mind uh, that I'm not talking now... I'm not talking now to your children who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen his greatness in his strong hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and wonders he performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his land. They didn't see 
what the Lord did against the armies of Egypt and to their horses and chariots, how he drowned them in the Red Sea as they were chasing you. He destroyed them, and they have not recovered to this very day. Yes, they didn't have YouTube, so they couldn't see. Yeah, that's right. Your children didn't see how the Lord cared for you in the wilderness until you arrived there. They didn't see what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, a descendant of Reuben, when the earth opened its mouth in the Israelite camp and swallowed them, along with their households and their tents and every living thing that belonged to them. But you've seen the Lord perform all these mighty deeds with your own eyes. Therefore, be careful to obey every command I'm giving you today, so you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to enter. If you obey, you'll enjoy a long life in the land the Lord, the Lord swore to give you swore to give to your ancestors and to you, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. Yum. For the land you are about to enter and take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you came, nope. where you planted your seed and made irrigation ditches with your foot mm. as in a vegetable garden. Oh, yeah. Rather, the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain, a land that the Lord your God cares for. He watches over it through each season of the year. If you carefully obey the commands I'm giving you today, and if you love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and soul, then he will send the rains in the proper seasons, the early and late rains, so that you can bring in your harvest of grain, new wine, and olive oil. He will give you lush pasture land for your livestock, and you yourselves will have all you want to eat. But be careful. Don't let your heart be deceived so that you turn away from the Lord and serve and worship other gods. If you do, the Lord's anger will burn against you. He will shut up the sky and hold back the rain. And the ground will fail to produce its harvests. Then you will quickly die in that good land the Lord is giving you. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them around your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorpost of your house, on your gates, so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. Be careful to obey all these commands I'm giving you. Show love to the Lord your God by walking in his ways and holding tightly to him. Then the Lord will drive out all the nations ahead of you, though they are much greater and stronger than you, and you will take over their land. Wherever you set foot, the land will be yours. Your frontiers will stretch from the wilderness in the south of Lebanon the wilderness in the south to the Lebanon to Lebanon in the north, and from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you, for the Lord your God will cause the people to fear and dread you as he promised, wherever you go in the whole land. Look, today I'm giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, but you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods that you have not known before. When the Lord your God brings you into the land and helps you take possession of it, you must pronounce the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Ebal. These two mountains are west of the Jordan River in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Jordan Valley, near the town of Gilgal, not far from the Oaks of Morah. For you are about to cross the Jordan River to take over the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you take that land and are living in it, you must be careful to obey all the decrees and regulations I'm giving you today. Okay. That's our reading. That is our reading. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Man. So, we read it like champs, but can we answer the questions? I don't know. Two semi-ordinary pastors reading an extraordinary book to a group of incredible people. With two questions in mind, Chip, 
what is this telling us about God? What does this tell us about us? And then what do we do with that? Yeah. Well, I got two things swirling around in my head. And I'm trying to think of... Well, swirl is the best option for soft serve, and it's the best option here. You okay. just let those swirls go. Just go Someone on. needs to hear them both. Okay. You yeah. sure? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We make the rules. Well, this kind of hit me. Um, this isn't an obvious one. Okay. Um, but we've read this before. And I'll say it. I don't, I, I don't wordsmith these beforehand, so I'll just say it this way. That um, God, is, God is okay with us... Um, uh, interceding on other people's behalf, like especially like people that do evil things. Mm. God's okay with that. Like so Moses went to God on behalf of the people because they did some bad things. Mm-hmm. I, and I gotta I gotta admit, I don't I don't really do that. I mean, if anything, I'm like, you take care of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> but God like Moses really was interfe- interceding on their behalf. I mean it was he had God's reputation in mind with the other nations and stuff like that. But I just thought that was something I never really hit me before. It kind of hit me as I was reading this time. I thought that was very interesting. The other thing is pretty obvious here is that uh, what this tell us about God is that he wants us to tell our kids about him. Mm-hmm. Our kids, the grandkids, someone's kids. He values kids, little kids, getting information about him. And it's our job to tell them about him who he is, what he's done, what he will do, and how they can know him, the God of the universe, through Jesus. So I think that came across twice in our reading today, Mm -hmm. that that's what they were to do, and that's what we are to do. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. Two things swirling out. There you are. I love it. Well, I mean, the first one you described, isn't that the ministry of Jesus? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. if, If that's the ministry of Jesus, then... Yeah, God really wants us to, to I just, do that. I just don't do that very yeah, well. So I, I I agree. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm not not about you, about yeah. me. Well, I agree, Chip. You, you can speak you into my life. That. That's okay. No, uh, I give you permission. No, but but the reality is I don't think many of us do that. How often do we pray for God to reach into the lives of people who have really harmed us mm-hmm. or that we know are doing evil? Like, yeah. you know, I don't – there's public figures that I'm like, yeah, I'm not praying for that guy, you know? and sure, yeah. And – you know, we just mm. abandon them to their guilt. And mm. yeah, I think that's totally, that's wise, man. Yeah. Uh, and then your other one was that we have this obligation to, that God wants us to tell our kids, yeah. right? What I was going to say is we have a responsibility to the truth. As believers, as God's people, we have a responsibility to the truth. That's what this tells me. Wear it on your forehead. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I know. Wear it on your forehead. Hey, here's a question for you, Chip. If I wrote, let's say, um, I'm struggling with a sin, and I wrote, do not covet, mm-hmm. and I put it on my forehead. Okay. How's that going to remind me of anything? I don't know. Whose forehead do you see the <laughs> least often out of everybody? Yeah. You know, your own forehead. Right. Right? That's true. The responsibility that we yeah. carry isn't just to wear it on our foreheads to remind us. Mm. If we put something on our foreheads, yeah. it's for the person looking at us. Mm, that's good. You know, and so I think that the obligation that we have to the truth is to remember it. We tie it on ourselves mm-hmm. and we talk about it when we're coming and when we're going, when we wake up, when we go to bed. But then we also have this obligation to 
display it Hmm. for the person across from us, our community members, whether that's the community unchurched in your life, whether they're saved or unsaved or backslidden or whatever, Hmm. or it's the people in your church or it's your pastors. You wearing the truth on your forehead equips the person across from you to remember the truth about who God is and what God has done. And uh, so, yeah, so I think we have an obligation to the truth. And you pointed out we have that obligation generationally. Yeah. You know, so what do we do with that? I think we keep saying it. You got to know the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I think also the greatest act of love that God has ever performed, and he has many amazing acts of love. Every individual who's experienced salvation has experienced that act. But the greatest act of love was leaving heaven mm-hmm. and incarnating. Mm-hmm. And I think that as believers, we kind of think that that was God's deal and not ours. I really think we are meant to be incarnational. We are meant to be in this world, going out, seeking and saving, bringing people to Jesus mm-hmm. and bringing Jesus to people. Mm-hmm. And that's our obligation to the truth. Wear it, but also display it. Display it. That's good. Yeah, I like that. That's good. So some practical things you could do with that, right? Obviously, you guys are learning the Bible inside and out, reading it in a year, studying, listening to us and probably many other more qualified people besides us. But you're consuming scripture, and that's amazing. Uh, how about this? How about just determine that you will quote scripture or something mm-hmm. you're learning about the Bible, yeah. in, speak into someone's life with it mm-hmm. that you typically would not. Somebody at work, uh, maybe somebody in your household, maybe one of your friends, just determine in your heart that you're going to bring up the Bible to that person, hmm. you know, and and God will bless that. God will honor that. He will. And that is you fulfilling your obligation to the truth. Yeah. And it it needs yeah. to happen with your kids too, you know, to it Tim's does. point. Like, yeah. That's your first priority, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I've got a great victory story about my kids okay. and I don't even, I Good. don't think I can even take credit for it, but oh. somebody spoke Bible truth into my kids' lives. Uh-huh. So Josh Pugh, big shout out to Josh Pugh. Happy All birthday. Right. JP. His son uh, brought a remote control snake oh. to church. Good. And Micah was so excited because it's yeah. a cobra and cobras oh. are his favorite snakes. The favorite. Yeah. So Micah picks up this snake. Oh. And he says, is it going to turn into a staff? Oh, whoa. whoa, he knows his Bible. Micah. He knows his Bible. Yeah, and you know, that's good. That is probably not from me, maybe from Hannah. Yeah. But the reality is, somebody yeah. spoke the Bible yeah. into my son. And he knows the story. He knew the story. That's yes. good. Yes, and that's amazing. I love that. That's great. That's awesome. So, not a pat on the back for me because I yeah. promise you it wasn't me. Well, hey, that's, <laughs> but I'm celebrating that's awesome. that that, that, is, that is awesome. Okay. Cool. All right, Eric. Well, I think it's time to go. I think so, too. Yeah. I am really hungry. Are you? I'm, like, starving. Okay, wow. Like, like I could go eat a couple back alley Speaking of starving, could you really? I could. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of starving, when's the meal? We having a meal somebody soon? Yeah. (laughs) I keep asking. I don't know. It's at some point. Is Allison going to set that up? Yeah, Allison is going to draw the winners. Okay. You know, because there's going to be a couple different winners, but only one grand prize winner. Oh. That's what makes it grand. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we'll schedule it. We're going to simulcast it so everyone can join. Really? I think that'd be awesome. That'd I don't think fun. we're going to do that. But Allison, oh. Allison said she was building a computer server at her house. That'd be great. Oh, Allison told me the funniest story the other day. Yeah. She said, oh, I told a bunch of people that you're lying when you say I said things. Allison, that's so funny. <laughs> what a funny joke to say that we're lying. That's so funny. Yeah. 
Oh man. Oh, man. Allison pranked you guys. Oh, she did. She pranked you because she she's, cracked a funny. She says all this stuff all the time, and then she pretends like she didn't. That's so good. <laughs> Chip's laughing like he's at Norm's. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Allison, very funny. That was good oh, one, Allison. Man. Oh, yeah. smokes. Yeah, you, you, you crack us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But anyway, thank you so much to Allison for paying for dinner and the carriage ride afterwards. We're going on a, a very fun carriage ride. Horse-drawn. Horse-drawn carriage. Horse-drawn carriage. Uh, it's going to be all three of us sitting on that one little bench. It's been so a while since I've been on one of those. It'll be Chip and then whoever wins, maybe like a John Schmidt, happy birthday. Yeah. And then me right there. It's yeah. going to be amazing. It'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be in the driver with the little yeah. top hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Allison said that she was going to get a celebrity, maybe like Stone Cold Steve Austin or oh, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that would so yeah, nice. pretty amazing. Thanks, Allison. Can't wait. Appreciate you. All right, we love you so much. Yeah, so All good. All right. Let's All right. Stop cracking those jokes. Oh, that's Oh, just, too funny. Just oh, kidding. I was lying. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, Allison. Oh, As if we lie. She's a piece of work. We're semi-ordinary oh, pastors. Yeah. We don't lie. We don't Allison. do that. Yeah. We might drink Peepsy, but we're not going to lie. Peepsy. <laughs> It sounds like we've been drinking Pepsi all day. That's what this sounds <laughs> right. like right now. We're delirious. Oh, from just there's going to be a case of that here next week. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my word! Yeah, don't buy any Pepsi for me. Please I'm not do. Drink it. He will. I won't. He will. I'll take Diet A and W. I'll take oh, that. Wow, it's too safe. Pepsi Pepsi Zero. I like that. The black can Pepsi. Okay, that's that's good stuff. That is good. Um, yeah, I'll all take right. that and jam a peep in the can. I'll do that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you mark All right. my words. All right, get we out of here. Go. I gotta go. Oh my gosh. Hey, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye bye.